Welcome to Off the Clock, a podcast by Persino Wells and Woodland, where we take a team-centered, family-focused approach to serving the estate planning and elder law needs of our community on the Eastern Shore. I'm Leslie DiPietro, attorney with the firm, and I'm joined today by Christina Wingate-Spence, who is the Regional Director of Marketing and Community Outreach for Bright Star Care. We're so excited to discuss today the Virtual Dementia Tour. So welcome, Christina. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks. So um, before we kind of jump in a little bit, I wonder if you could introduce us to Bright Star Care. Sure. Um, so at Bright Star, we actually provide in-home care um, for people who are choosing to age in place in the comfort of their own home, um, specializing in Alzheimer's and dementia care, people with Parkinson's disease, people who have had an accident or illness or injury um, in an acute setting and wish to sort of recover or recuperate at home. Um, so we provide that service as well as skilled services for people who are interested in receiving IV therapies, um, wound care and things of that nature in their home as well. So really it's just a, it's another option for people who wish to receive the same types of health care that they can receive in the community, but they're receiving it in the comfort of their home around people that they're familiar with. Really good. And that's something that, um, you know, is so important to so many of our clients as elder law attorneys. We're working with people every day as they sort of determine what's coming next, right? As they're entering into that phase of needing care or recognizing that need. Mm -hmm. So, so many people want to stay at home for as long as possible. Sometimes getting that care sooner rather than later ensures that they get to stay home longer. So it's so important to us to know that these resources are out there in the community. Absolutely. And one of the things that we pride ourselves in with home care is that it's very flexible as well. So we have a lot of clients who may start out just needing us for transportation to doctor's appointments or maybe just a couple of hours here and there so their family can run some errands or go to the grocery store. Up to people who have have more complicated illnesses or um, you know chronic illnesses where they may need someone to be with them more you know more hours of the day around the clock where family may be working they can't really be the full-time caregiver so with home care it's very flexible in the sense that you can sort of pick and choose the care that you you need and then we structure our schedule around that so not only are you in the comfort of your own home but really we encourage people to use us for the services that they need when they need them. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times we're connecting with each other for mutual clients yes. because maybe they come to see us because they're worried about how they're going to pay for that care, what right. planning is appropriate. And so sometimes they're already connected with you out in the community, but other times they're trying to get that planning in place and they don't know where to look for care. So there's always a lot of connection there and we're just so grateful to have that connection. Absolutely. And it, it's very, I, I think a lot of people sometimes um, underestimate the importance of home care sort of in that, that long-term care um, planning process. Certainly I think that a lot of times when we hear that, we think of moving mom or dad somewhere for long-term care. And now we have so many wonderful services within the community that that's not always necessary anymore. So it just gives people a more, or sometimes for them, a more viable option to perhaps some of the, the previous traditional types of long-term care. So absolutely, that's something that uh, should definitely be 
plan for as as an option for folks when they're thinking about what mom and dad may need down the road? Right. So I want to talk uh, about a project that you sort of administer um, called the Virtual Dementia Tour. Can you help explain to our audience what that is? Absolutely. So at Brightstar, um, we we feel very strongly about providing community education. Um, in addition to providing the services that we provide um, to people when they need them, we take great pride in the opportunities that we provide for community education in our in the communities that we serve. So we actually have offices in Anne Arundel County, Berlin on the Lower Eastern Shore, and then in Easton, which basically covers the Midshore. So we actually provide a lot of community educational opportunities in those communities for people who are looking to be better caregivers, whether that's employed caregivers or family caregivers. And the Virtual Dementia Tour is just one of those things that we have been using to really sort of better engage caregivers and help tweak their caregiving a bit so they're a little bit more in tune with the care that their loved one that has Alzheimer's and dementia actually needs. We also find it very important because the number of people with Alzheimer's disease living in our country now is really astounding. I don't know that people are necessarily familiar with the statistics. They might hear it on the news periodically, but in 2019, it was actually estimated that 5.8 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's dementia, which is a huge number. 5.6 million of those people were age 65 and older, and the remainder had earlier onset Alzheimer's. So not only are we looking at those people that currently have Alzheimer's and dementia, but it's projected that by the year 2025, the number of people with Alzheimer's disease age 65 and older will actually be at 7.1 million. And by 2050, it's projected that we will have about 13.8 million people in this country age 65 and older living with this disease. So those numbers are, they're astounding. And what that tells us as care providers is that this is not something that's going away. In fact, it's only something that is growing as our communities are aging in place and you know their people are living longer thanks to you know great healthcare services that are available and I think more education but with them living longer we are seeing more and more people that are struggling with some type of cognitive impairment whether it be dementia after having a stroke or parkinsons or whether it's truly alzheimer's disease so the reason why we offer the virtual dementia tour, which is really a, a simulation of what dementia feels like for the caregiver, the reason we offer that is to really sort of help people understand what it is that their loved one is going through so that they can then take that knowledge and hopefully use that in their caregiving techniques to have more engagement with that person and to really sort of better educate them on what's happening in the Alzheimer's or dementia brain so that they can better understand it and again use that to perhaps address you know certain behaviors that they may be seeing or um, just some different things that are happening with their loved one. Yeah so our office you actually came to our office a couple of years ago and you helped us experience the virtual dementia tour and it was it was eye-opening which I think is 
incredible because in what we do, we try to be empathetic with our clients and our caregivers, but it brought a whole new level of understanding Mm -hmm. to how our senses are impacted and how that can really affect our um, orientation and how we view the world. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what actually happens during the tour. Could you describe that? Um, So the virtual dementia tour is actually, it's it's a training that is patented by a nonprofit organization called Second Wind Dreams. We are actually able to offer that in our in our markets um, and I'm actually trained to be a facilitator of that so um, it's important to stress that it's it's this great training that's available all throughout the country and in multiple countries throughout the world and Bright Star is actually very fortunate to be one of the only people I believe on the eastern shore that have trained facilitators of it so we we have been very fortunate to come here and to offer it at hospitals and physicians offices and the reason why is because it's really a great tool to, as you said, put you in a situation where we are distorting your senses to the point where you feel as though you have dementia yourself, which might seem a little bit odd to hear. And people don't really believe that that's possible. But the training itself is is really just providing you with a, a sensory exercise where um, we put you in a room and we distort your hearing and your vision and there's a pain component. Um, there's also a fine motor skill component. So we use props to really distort those senses and we put you in a space where we're asking you to complete different tasks while your senses are distorted, you're, you're hearing sirens, you're hearing phones, you're, you know, you have someone standing in front of you, um, really asking you to do multiple things and just sort of spitting them out all at once. And even someone who has never had any cognitive impairments finds themselves really confused in that setting, um, and unable to complete the most basic of tasks. So the training in itself is allowing us to sort of take people through a stroll of what the Alzheimer's or dementia brain looks like and what it feels like. And certainly as people are progressing with Alzheimer's disease and dementia through the various stages, that's sort of happening to them based on the area of the brain that is most impacted. You may have someone that has um, more complicated vision impairments that are above and beyond the normal aging process or someone might have you know, auditory hallucinations, or their hearing is not so great, um, so they're kind of hearing everything at the same noise level, which is also something that happens with people that have dementia. So we're kind of putting you in that situation and really giving you a glimpse of what it feels like to be that person with that level of cognitive impairment and having someone who has sometimes much higher expectations of what that person can do than really they're able to do. So it's it's really allowing caregivers to get a glimpse of what that feels like and also allows us to sort of talk with them after the fact to really assess what it was that they kind of picked out from that training, why they felt that way, and then sort of adapt it to what they're dealing with with their own loved one at home. And truly, you hit on this, it definitely gives you, I think, a sense of more empathy for that person and a greater understanding of, you know, why there may be some frustration and agitation involved with that. Because a lot of times, most basic of tasks become almost impossible for someone with that level of impairment. And this tour, this this training really shows you why that is. 
Yeah, and that was my personal experience. Uh, you know, I'm used to doing things quickly and easily, and the moment that those senses were sort of distorted, I, you know, walked into it with a great mindset, open, wanting to learn. But when I was done with the task, which frankly, I didn't even know what the task was that I was supposed to do, I felt incredibly frustrated. Absolutely. And I ended up leaving because I thought, well, there's nothing for me to do. And right. so it really, even my own behavior was sort of, it would have been strange to someone looking in from the outside, but it really gave a, gave me a sense mm -hmm. of this is frustrating. And so the other thing I would say for us, we're not caregivers. Um, we work with caregivers all the time. Um, a lot of times we're meeting with our clients, mm -hmm. you know, who are um, starting to experience some of those symptoms. So one of the first things we did at the end of that tour was we changed the light bulbs in all of our conference rooms. We realized that it was too dim and people were probably having trouble looking at right. their documentation. So even making small adjustments as a mm -hmm. business, um, I think has been, it's been beneficial mm -hmm. in our relationship with our clients. Sure. So, uh, you know, the, the training that we do, it, it really, there's a reason for all of it. And once we sort of take people through the actual simulation, we always have a debrief session where we talk to the caregivers or whether they're professional caregivers or family caregivers or um, professionals, where we sort of talk about what they experience, but also the why. And, you know, I think it's important for us to know that when someone has dementia, one of the things that we call out is that there's a possibility that they may see three times darker than the average person. So we simulate that. And that's huge because a lot of times people don't necessarily understand why their loved one might be having a harder time eating a meal when in fact it's because the room might not be properly lit and they can't see the plate of food adequately. So it's not that they don't want to eat the meal. It's not that they're intentionally not eating the meal. It may be that they can't see it. So in making certain tweaks around the house or as you said in your business um, and just sort of upping the lights a little bit, that in itself is a very small thing that you can do. But this training sort of illuminates that for people in understanding that, you know, with dementia, there are certain sensory deficits that come to play, like seeing three times darker, um, like, you know, hearing everything at a similar pitch, which often happens. So, you know, we use the example as well of if you're trying to have a... a conversation with someone and really engage with them and the TV is on in the background or you're in a really noisy restaurant, which sometimes is not great for people with dementia. The reason why sometimes they become frustrated is because one of the sensory distortions that they um, that they actually experience is that they're hearing things all at sort of the same noise level, the same pitch. So they become an unable to really filter out your conversation from that background noise. So that's another example of something that we have identified, you know, through our education um, and are able to sort of simulate in that training. So people understand what that feels like to have headphones on and they're hearing all this background noise. And then again, someone's giving you direction that even if you can hear slightly, your other senses are so distorted that you likely forget what the person's even asking you to do, which ultimately happens in that training. Um, it's it's very interesting, and you you hit on this when you said that you you really think that you're going through it, and you you think that you know you're going to absolutely complete basic tasks. One of the tasks that we ask people to do is to find a jacket and put it on. 
and zip it up, which seems very basic. And most people go in thinking, you know, of course I could do something basic like that. But when we put you in a space where it's it's darker and you're uncomfortable and you can't hear and you can't pick things up, your fine motor skills are really not working as well as they should, something as simple as putting on a jacket is nearly impossible. And the average person does become very frustrated and then it's very interesting to sort of see how they act in, in that room, in that simulation. So what we always tell folks at the end is that, you know, it, the, the whole point of this is to make you feel what it is to have that level of cognitive impairment, but also to take away that if in the span of five minutes, which is how long you're in this simulation, if I can make it so that you feel like you have dementia, Imagine what it's like for that person that's actually living like that all the time. And you wouldn't expect that. But if the average person begins to behave that way, it's no wonder why the person living with it all the time is behaving the way that they are as well. So that's really the whole premise of it, is to really demonstrate it so that we walk away with more empathy and we're able to take what we know and then apply that to, you know, why your mom or dad or spouse or, you know, sibling, whoever you're caring for is doing what they're doing. There's a reason why we give you that reason and then we help you kind of tweak your language to become a better and more successful caregiver. Yeah, it's just really an uh, invaluable experience and thank really you. unique opportunity. So thank you for providing it to our community. Absolutely. So if any of our listeners are on and they would like to experience this tour, can you can you let them know how they would go sure. ahead and schedule that? Sure. So we are actually looking at um, putting a schedule together, hopefully for the fall um, of 2021 um, and getting back out into the community. Not only have we offered this previously at our offices, again, we have offices in Anne Arundel County, Berlin and Easton. We have offered it in the past for caregivers to come in and do it in our office for more of a one-on-one -on -one session. But then we also offer it um, to businesses, whether that be you know a, a law office or a physician's office or a senior center. So the best thing to do, because again, we're still sort of putting that schedule together and what that going to look like post-pandemic is to just give us a call. The best way to reach me is actually by calling 410-820-4200, asking for Christina, and then I will have a better handle for you of what's coming up, what's available, and kind of figure out whether you're looking to do this for a group in your community or whether you feel more comfortable as a family caregiver to just have a more one-on-one -on -one session where we can provide you with some very specific education about what you're dealing with yourself. So again, 410-820-4200, um, that's our Easton office, and we can sort of talk you through it um, and also provide you with some education to just sort of assist you along the way. Really great. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your time you. today. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. Thanks for being with us today on Off the Clock. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit our website at pwwlaw.com. Of course, you can contact us directly by calling 302-628-4140 or emailing info at pwwlaw.com. We're here to help you plan today to protect your families tomorrow. See you next time. Anything discussed on Off the Clock is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. To obtain the most reliable guidance, listeners are encouraged to seek personalized advice from qualified professionals.